Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I have a really special episode for you guys today. This is something deeply personal, and I've shared it in written format a few times over the years. And just recently, I decided I would share it here. So no interview this week, just me sharing about my horrible experience with cool sculpting. But before I get to that, there are a couple of other things I want to talk to you guys about. So something kind of cool happened this week. I made an Instagram post about how I was trying on some swimwear to stock in my store Rebellia and how I didn't really feel quite ready to take pictures in them yet. (laughs) And then I included what I called a friendly but firm PSA. Basically, I just wasn't wanting comments from people telling me, you know, like, you look great now, or, you know, you're being too hard on yourself, blah, 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 blah. The cool part was that women who commented on my post or they'd like DM me and saying that they loved the PSA. Because here's the thing, I know myself, you know, I know what I'm capable of. I know when I'm killing it and I know when I'm slacking and I 1000% know when I'm being too hard on myself as a big time advocate for self-love and giving yourself some grace. I also feel like it's really important to keep it real with yourself about where you're at. Like that's okay to do. I know that I look good right now. Like that's not in question, but do I feel like I'm at my best? Definitely not. And that's because, you know, I was out there living life. I was traveling. I got the flu, the holidays happened. The winter blues trip me up a little bit, you know, like this shit happens and it's okay that it does. I'm aware of it and I'm aware that I'm currently not at my best and that's okay. I firmly believe that you're not going to be at peak physical condition all year round, not if you're healthy. <laughs> you know, I understand people feel the need to make others feel better about themselves or they want to fly into the rescue if someone's being too hard on themselves. And really that's often the case. Sometimes people share stuff like that for attention, so they will get a bunch of compliments. But really, there are just some of us out here that are so at peace with our bodies, and we're totally cool expressing that we aren't where we want to be. And we're also not seeking approval of others. So I want to know what you guys think about that. Just hit me up in my DMs at Extel Rose. I would love your thoughts. Now I want to talk about my face. (laughs) Yes, my face. Many of you guys know that I only wear natural makeup and skincare products. I try to avoid chemicals as much as possible. And I'm also not the kind of girl who has or wants a 97 step skincare routine. Like I just don't have time or the capacity for that. So finding something that works with that, but also delivers results has been a little tricky. So really simple. I've been using a rice milk and rose cleanser from Wish 
along with one of those rotating brushes. I think mine is Conair. And then I follow it up with their restoring face oil. You guys, the winter time is the worst for my face. I generally get like pretty crispy, flaky skin and at the risk of sounding gross, <laughs> my eyebrows get flaky. It's so embarrassing. And since I started this routine, not only has my skin looked brighter and felt smoother, but I've had like zero flakes. I have a ton of Wish products, but right now those are just the ones that I use right now as my daily routine. If you want to check them out for yourself, you guys can go to wishbody.com. That's W-H-I-S-H body.com. And if you use the code rebelbabe15, it will save you money because those non-yucky chemical products, they're totally worth it. But you guys, they're not cheap. I mean, that's just the reality. Now, let's get to the real beating heart of this episode. I want you guys to know that when I did this to myself, I had been damaged for so many years and I didn't know a scrap of what I know now about health and fitness. Almost my entire life has just been this quest to be skinny. To me, achieving the perfect body, it meant restrictions. It was a yo-yo of being skinny and then I'd relax and then go off the rails only to end up chubby again and then I'd feel bad for myself and ultimately chasing skinny again. Before age 15, I was vaguely aware of my body and weight. Like it really didn't matter much to me. My mom would kind of throw me some comments, but I wasn't like upset about my looks, my body at all. But shortly after my 15th birthday, my life was disrupted and I was sent away to a very strict boarding school. Of course, I was depressed and really I only had meals to look forward to. And like the food there, you guys was pretty friggin' good. And you know, there were three meals a day and God forbid you didn't eat one or you didn't eat enough at a meal, someone would confront you on it. So, you know, I gained a lot of weight really fast. After a few months, I was told I was a food addict and that I should try this like popular meal plan that pretty much the majority of campus was on. So on and off for four years, I weighed and measured my food. I didn't eat sugar or flour And, you know, if I wasn't following that diet, then I was basically considered to be in this like negative space. So I was told. So convinced I was fat or that I had the strong capability to be fat, I went down this like yo-yo fad dieting path. I was willing to try just about anything. In my late teens and early 20s, I drank shakes. I ate lean cuisines. I popped diet pills. I went through this time period where, you know, I was working all the time. I had three jobs and I was super active, but I kept this like little food journal where I wrote down everything I ate and I would look up the caloric value. So I was consuming around like 800 to 1200 calories a day. When I was depressed or sad, I'd struggle with eating. And, you know, there was this time period where I was having a really hard time. And so I would only eat like a handful of peanut M&Ms every day. And I'd chug diet soda, like thinking the bubbles would keep any hunger at bay. And it's ridiculous because during that time, you know, I got all these compliments on how good I looked. So, of course, it kind of fueled that inside of me. 
when I hit 30, I was so tired of the yo-yo thing. Like I was just so desperate to find something that would fix me, you know, permanently. I had believed the hype about just about every diet in the past. And when I heard about the HCG diet, I went all in again. So this diet has you eat like 500 calories a day and you're not allowed to work out. So I dropped about 17 pounds in a month and I maintained the weight within five pounds for about a year by being obsessive and restrictive. Anytime I went overboard or I ate what I deemed was too much, then the next day I'd restrict or I'd work out extra hard and I just never let up on myself. I was obsessed with my weight. I was obsessed with my size. I hated myself for never being able to just like hit and keep the perfect numbers that I had in my mind, you know, like my weight, body fat percentage, all of that. When I was finally the size that I thought I wanted to be, I was just terrified of losing it and gaining the weight back. You know, even when I somewhat liked what I saw in the mirror, I would just pick myself apart. I kept telling myself that, you know, if I got to a certain weight or if I looked a certain way, then I would be happy. Like fitness was never really a thing for me. You know, like I thought going to the gym was running on a treadmill. So I would do that if I got into those stints where I was going to the gym. And I did have this one period of time where I saw some pretty good success in pole fitness, but that was really the closest I'd ever gotten to strength training. I had worked with a trainer a couple of times, and of course they had me do things with weights, but it never really stuck. So finally, I was introduced to this like lighter version of CrossFit. And I wasn't totally sold on it. You know, after nothing else I tried ever lasted, like, why would this? I felt like I needed to give myself an edge, you know, like kind of a head start. And so I decided on cool sculpting. I had a small section done on my lower stomach years before, but I hadn't really seen results. I just went and gained a bunch of weight after. So I never felt like that stuck. For those of you who don't know, cool sculpting is a fat freezing procedure. It's a non-surgical fat reduction treatment that uses controlled cooling to eliminate fat. After freezing, the fat cells are considered dead and they can no longer live in your body and your body gets rid of the fat naturally over a period of months. I had heard that a local med spa like now had these attachments for the inner and outer thighs and they're hosting an event where they were giving 20% off cool sculpting procedures. So if you attended and booked that same day, you would get 20% off. So of course I wanted to find out more, you know, this sounded like the perfect solution because I had always hated my legs. I have always had thicker thighs. People would always ask me if I played soccer or if I, if I rode horses, I just had bigger legs and you know, I just didn't like them. I always felt like they looked gross and wearing shorts. I felt like highlighted how big they were. So, you know, I told myself since I was lifting weights, cool sculpting would just enhance the work I was already doing sort of like speed it up a little. And, you know, I'd even asked, how do you break down muscle? (laughs) I asked a CrossFit coach that, how do you break down muscle? 
because I really, really wanted my legs to be smaller, which (laughs) funny thing, complete opposite of today. Now I just want my legs bigger. So how ironic. So here I am at this med spa and after the presentation, you know, they called everyone into the rooms for their consultation. So I was called in for my consultation and I was told to tell her where I wanted the procedure done. If I could have my dream body, what spots would, you know, they fix for me? So of course on this little person, I was just kind of checking off where if I had endless funds, what would we fix with full sculpting? And she looked and grabbed at the spots of my body, you know, where I was hoping to have it done. And she told me I was an excellent candidate. And since I was already in pretty good shape, like this would really just enhance what I already had going on. So, you know, I thought that was it. I thought, you know, I'd go home, I'd think about it. I'd pick and choose the spots. I mean, definitely my thighs, but instead I was ushered into the owner's office and she immediately just started asking me these questions. So she could run my credit for financing. And it was like all just happening so quickly. I tried to backpedal and she just assured me, you know, like you're getting a good deal. And it was so worth it. As she ran my credit, I just started to feel sick. You know, I wanted to jump up and tell her to forget it, but I felt so glued to the chair and I couldn't move. You know, I didn't use my voice. My desperation for perfection was greater than the voice telling me that I should stop and that I didn't need this. I left with this like buyer's remorse feeling, but I convinced myself it would be okay. You know, I was basically getting a new body. I should just be happy. (laughs) So many times since that day, I have wished that I could go back in time and delete that email telling me about the new cool sculpting attachments. I wish I had been mentally stronger. I wish I had been lifting weights long enough to see what it would do for my body. And I wish I had known better, but you know what? Maybe somewhere I did know better. After a few months, the frozen fat, you know, was released from my body and rather having these like smooth, perfect thighs, the attachment had left indents, paddle shaped indents, like a sideways oval on my outer thighs and this squiggle like indent on my inner thighs. I was horrified. You know, I I was told it was incredibly rare. You know, this only happens to one in 200 patients. I was told I was lucky. My spots are concave rather than convex, which apparently has occurred in some cases. I was told it worked too well on me And that, you know, it isn't that bad. You can hardly tell. I could tell. I could absolutely tell. (laughs) You know, it's not like I ordered a pizza and got the wrong toppings. This is my body we were talking about. And they were trying to play it off like it wasn't ruined. And while we discussed my options to fix it, you know, I'm just staring at these before pictures of my thighs. They were beautiful. They had nothing wrong with them. I felt appalled that my former self thought they needed cool sculpting. They told me they could try to fix it with more cool sculpting, but there was no guarantee. I just walked away feeling numb with a realization that, you know what? I did this to myself for the longest time. All I could see when I looked in the mirror was my self hate reflected in my jacked up thighs. 
the obsession to be perfect. I had already hated wearing shorts before, but after that happened, there was just no way. It took some time, but the more my love deepened for fitness and nutrition, and the more I poured myself into it, the better I felt about myself, indents and all. Oddly enough, my legs became my favorite body part. I learned to find balance with food by counting macros, lifting weights, and living a truly healthy lifestyle saved me and set me free from the self-hatred I endured for basically my entire life. I got to a point where I was so proud of how far I'd come both mentally and physically. I started wearing shorts to work out in. I stopped obsessing. I started to find a little bit of peace. And you know what? I forgave myself. I had never wanted liposuction. The whole point of cool sculpting is to avoid major surgery, but I found myself getting a consultation to see if fixing it were possible. I didn't want to love my body in spite of what I had done. I wanted the indents, the reminders of my self-loathing gone. I may have ruined my body with cool sculpting, but I don't have to live with it. So about four years ago, I had a surgeon smooth out my inner and my outer thighs with liposuction, and it didn't come out perfect. He actually told me that the tissue and some of the spots was incredibly hard, and it might take a couple more sessions to smooth out perfectly, and I just didn't care to do that, and I still don't. In the beginning of my fitness journey, I was just so ashamed of myself, and I was so afraid to tell anyone what I'd done. It took a couple years to gather the courage, but I shared this in the form of a blog post just before my liposurgery. And since then, you know, I've talked about it on Instagram and on Facebook a little bit, but I'm sharing this now again, because not only do I have a new perspective, but if just one person hears this that needs to, it's all worth it. This is a subject I'm never going to stop talking about, and I'm never going to stop sharing. Because if there's a girl out there who hates her body as much as I did, I want her to hear this. I want her to know that she is not alone. And I want to beg her to not ruin her beautiful body. I want her to know that fitness and proper nutrition is the answer, the real and the true answer, the answer that will last a lifetime. And that if she can just get started and hold on and be patient, then she will see it. I want her to know that she can reach out and I will be here for her. Really, if any of you guys reach out, I am here for you, whether that be on Instagram, email, whatever. Hit me up. I love it when you guys do. So, since writing about it, you know, I've received a lot of emails from women who have gone through a similar experience, and it just, oh, you guys, it breaks my heart for them because I remember how crushing it was to me when the realization that I fucked up my body set in. No one was talking about this. No one really is talking about this. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one with the balls to do it. I believe Prevention's online magazine linked to my blog as a description of the potential risks, but like really that's it. Over the years, both BuzzFeed and a freelance writer from the New York Times, they've reached out to me to ask me about the story, but nothing ever came of it. So my assumption is that they wouldn't want to ripple the waters when it comes to advertising dollars. Money talks. And I know Zeltique has a lot of it. But this is something more women should be aware of before they consider doing something like this to themselves. The hard, hard truth is that most of us aren't patient enough. We tell ourselves our metabolism is too slow, or we are too old, we don't have the time, or that what we're doing just isn't working. 
more often than not, it's just a bunch of excuses because most of us aren't willing to put in the actual work. And I can say that because I know it to be true, but eating the right ratio and amount of food, having a solid fitness routine, and then being consistent and patient is something so many of us are lacking. We as a society will forever be searching for that quick fix. Fitness has given me the kind of confidence and self-love I never knew existed. And it's no longer something I do, but it's a part of who I am. And it's opened entrepreneurial doors for me. And it's given me a sort of family of people who get it. You know, it's given my husband and I more common ground. It's put me in control of my body, how it feels, and even what it looks like. I'm not trapped in my self-hate anymore. I am free. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.